If you would turn to Ezekiel 36, if we could stand together for the reading of the word today. Ezekiel 36, and we'll go to verse number 1. Last week, last weekend, um, I knew Brother Metters was going to be with us. And so I was, uh, I was uh, not preparing anything, and, but I was laying in bed Saturday night getting ready to, to go to sleep, and I was reading in my Bible, and the Lord showed me this scripture, and it got a hold of me. And I, I was, to be honest with you, it was one of those days right where, where if I just didn't really feel good about Brother Metters being here, I would have said, Brother Metters, we're going to give you a good offering. And if you'd let me preach, I'm going to preach it. I'm glad I didn't. He preached a tremendous message. Powerful. We ought to give the Lord thanksgiving for it. And then he got up to preach and he took his text from Ezekiel. And I said, oh, no. So he's going to preach my message. He didn't preach my message, but what he preached very closely aligns to this. And I told y'all uh, on a Wednesday night, a couple Wednesday nights ago, I don't really feel like I've been preaching uh, messages, sermons so much as I've just been getting up, saying a few things to introduce the altar call so that God could move. Um, today, I, I feel like it's just kind of in that vein. Now, I say that, and then I preach longer than I thought I'd preach, so we'll see, okay, but... If you'll hear what the Lord would have to say today, I think God has a word for us. And particularly, if you felt like there was anything that God has ever given to you, if there's any battle you won, if there's any victory that you have seen accomplished, and then you feel like something happened and it slipped out of your grasp, I've come to preach a word to you today, okay? Ezekiel 36 and 1, the Bible says, Also, thou son of man... Prophesy unto the mountains. Everybody say the mountains. <laughs> Prophesy unto the mountains and say, Ye mountains of the Lord, ye mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord. He said, Ezekiel, Zeke, as Brother Metters called him, I want you to prophesy to the mountains. Not just any mountains, they're the mountains of Israel. And I want you to say to them, mountains, hear the word of the Lord. If you'd let me, let me drop down to verse number, verse number 8 through 12. He said, prophesy to the mountains, this is where he goes. But you, O mountains of Israel, ye shall shoot forth your branches... Yield your fruit to my people of Israel, for they are at hand to come. For behold, I am for you, and I will turn unto you, and ye shall be tilled and sown. And I will multiply men upon you, all the house of Israel, even all of it. And the cities shall be inhabited, and the waste shall be builded. And I will multiply upon you man and beast. And they shall increase and bring fruit. And I will settle you after your old, everybody say your old estates. He said, I'm going to come back to what used to be. I'm, I'll settle you according to your old estates. 
and I will do better unto you than at your beginnings, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Yea, I will cause men to walk upon you, even my people Israel, and they shall possess thee, and thou shalt be their inheritance, and thou shalt no more henceforth bereave them of men. That means you'll no longer take their children from them. I'm preaching to you today from this subject. A word to the mountain. A word to the mountain. And I got news for you. This is not my word. And it is not your word. But this is God's word to the mountain. I know Jesus told them, he said, if you could have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, you would say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into yonder sea. He said, if, if you've got faith as a mustard seed, you could cast this mountain into that sea. He said, but, but in Ezekiel 36, he's not saying what he wants you to say to the mountain. He said, this is what I came to say to the mountain. And today, I'm going to preach like a house on fire. I need you to get with me. I've come to tell you, God has a word for your mountain. God has a word for your mountain. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Would you do that? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. When God brought Israel, and I want to say how wonderful it is to have the Hicks with us today. Brother Hicks, I just thought we could die and go to heaven a while ago when you got up here and began to speak. Thank you for that. The presence of the Lord was, with, was upon that. Amen. God brought Israel out of Egypt, and uh, they had been enslaved there for 430 years. And it was according to the prophecy of the Lord. He had told uh, Many uh, centuries before, he had said, I'm going to let you go into a place, but after 400 years, I'll bring you out of that place. And they came out of Egypt with God's mighty hand upon them. They came out of Egypt in victory. The Lord uh, caused those ten plagues to fall upon the Egyptians. And uh, Israel, those plagues were stayed from. and, And the final one was the one that really... Uh, was the straw that broke the camel's back. And, and uh, the firstborn of every house that did not have the blood of that Passover lamb applied to it, it, they passed away. And there was a weeping, there was a wailing that went up from Egypt that night. And Pharaoh told them, he said, Moses, get your people and get out of here. We don't want you here anymore. And they came to, they left uh, Egypt and they gave them all of the, the gold and, and the jewels and silver and tapestries things that they would use in the construction of the tabernacle and they left Egypt they got to that Red Sea and uh, Pharaoh decided he would change his mind and comes chasing them and they've got a sea in front of them they've got wilderness on one side mountain on the other and Pharaoh behind them and yet God made a way And God said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And he brought them through on dry ground. And they went into that wilderness. They wandered for 40 years. But after 40 years, God had Joshua to lead them across the Jordan River. And they went into Canaan's land. 
And in Canaan's land, God gave them an inheritance. God gave them a land that would belong to them. You have to understand that when you come into Canaan's land, that is a type, that is a type of God bringing deliverance into your life. God bringing, uh, God bringing deliverance to you and, and allowing you to live in houses that you did not build and, and to eat fruit from vineyards that you did not plant. And God said, I'll take care of my people. I'm going to put them in a land that flows with milk and with honey. And in that land that God gave them, when he gave them the land, he gave them everything in the land. He didn't just give them a part of the land. He gave them everything in the land. He had told Abraham years ago. He said, wherever you go, wherever your feet land, wherever your foot comes down, it's going to belong to you. I am giving you everything your foot falls upon. Let me stop and preach and tell you today, you ought to be a people who gets up and walks around every situation in your life. We don't need any of us when the going gets rough and when things get difficult. You don't need to sit down. Rather, you need to stand up and you need to go on a walk. And you need to say, it may look ugly right now. It may look like I'm surrounded. But I'm, surra- I'm going to walk everywhere, God. Hallelujah. Everywhere God will allow me to, I'll walk. I'm going to walk around my problems. I'm going to walk around my addictions. I'm going to walk around my family. I'm going to walk around my church. I'm going to walk anywhere I can because I know that God will give it to me if I will put my foot up on it. Will somebody shout and give God praise? Hallelujah. I'm telling you, it's time we get to walking. It's time we get to putting our foot on top of some things. It's time we realize that this can belong to me. But it don't look like it belongs to me. I don't care what it looks like. I'm telling you what God said. And what God said is greater than what you see. I said what God has said is greater than what you see. I don't care what it looks like. Put your foot down on it and say it may not appear now, but it shall be mine. It shall be mine. And so God gave them everything in that land. Abraham had already walked all over it. The length of it, the breadth of it. It belonged to them. And in that land were not just houses they didn't build. In that land was not just vineyards they didn't plant. But in that land there were mountains too. God said, I'm going to give you some mountains. Caleb, when they got into that land, Caleb helped Joshua and the rest of Israel when they drove some enemies out. And then when that was done and they had reached the end of what God wanted them to do at that particular time, Caleb went to Joshua and he said, Joshua, do you you remember that years ago when you and I helped spy out this land? He said, uh, Moses told me that because my faith was high and because I didn't bring back an evil report that God was going to give me an inheritance in this land. He said, and, and so I am telling you that it is time to give me my mountain. I want to go and possess my mountain. 
And, Josh, and he said, I'm 85 years old. He said, but at 85 years of age, he said, I'm able to go up and I'm able to come back in. Woo! I love that. He said, I, I've got strength to go out and fight, and I've got the strength to come back in. I won't be laying on the battlefield. I plan on getting back here where it's safe. Somebody needs to make up their mind. I'm not just going out to die. I'm not just going out to perish. But wherever I go out, I'll come back rejoicing. I'll come back in victory. I'll come back knowing that the Lord is with me. He said, give me my mountain. So Joshua said, you go take it. And he did. He went and took that mountain. That mountain belonged to him. I'm saying all of that to say this. It was theirs. The mountains were theirs. The rivers were theirs. The valleys were theirs. But those mountains, they belonged to them. And a mountain has a very unique representation in Scripture. It oftentimes represents victory. It oftentimes represents victory. There's a... There's a beautiful uh, scripture in the book of Psalms, I believe it is, where he said, Thou shalt make my feet to be like hinds feet on high places. He said, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna make me to be like uh, those antelope and those goats that, that run around on top of those mountains. And they're on high places. They get above where the enemy can get to them. And, and you're going to make me to be like that. Those mountains, they are victories. They are, they are uh, past battles that have been won. And Israel knew something about testimonies and past victories. They, they had a rich heritage of such. Noah uh, was a man who, who had a tremendous testimony that when God saw the wickedness of the world, he said, Noah, I am going to uh, allow you to build an ark because you're a preacher of righteousness. I will allow you to build an ark. And it will be for the saving of your family. And Noah, those eight people got on that ark and God delivered them. And Israel knew they had a testimony about what God had done for Noah. Israel had a testimony about how God brought Abraham out of Ur of the Chaldees. How he brought Abraham out of a place of idolatry and and polytheistic worship. And showed him, said, Abraham, there's only one God. There's only one true God, and I am him. And Abraham began to walk with the Lord, and God blessed him. And God made of him a nation. And Israel knew that all of us can trace our, our ancestry back to Father Abraham. They had a testimony of Jacob. They had the testimony of Moses. They had the testimony of Joshua. They had all these testimonies. They had the testimony of Samson. When you get to where we're at in Ezekiel, all of this has transpired. They've got a testimony of Samson. They've got a testimony of David. They've got a testimony of that worshiper of God who didn't let anything keep him from putting God first in his life. They had a testimony of God's blessing in the time of Solomon. They had testimonies of Elijah. They had testimonies of Elisha. And on and on I could go. Israel knew something about victory. They knew something about the ability of God to work in our lives. And there are people in this room today that you know something about victory. You know about the ability of God to work in your life. In this room today, there is testimony after testimony of things that God has done. Times that He has come through. Ways that He has made when there didn't seem to be a way. There are people in this room today. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. There are people in this room today. You know what it means to have the hand of God on your life. 
There are people in this room, you've been healed in your body. There are people in this room, God has broken chains off of you. There are people in this room, you came out of darkness and you're in His light. There are people in this room that have a reason to shout. There are people in this room that have a reason to dance, to jump, to shout, lift their voice. Because God has been so good. We've got testimonies. We've got testimonies. Don't ever quit talking about your testimony. God told Israel, He said, You're going to put, you're going to take the Ark of the Covenant and you're going to put in that Ark tables of stone. You're going to put in that Ark Aaron's rod that budded. But you're also going to put in that Ark an omer of manna. What's the manna for? It's so when your children ask you, you can tell them, God took care of us. When it didn't seem possible for us to be cared for, God was there. God took care of me. God put manna on the ground. God put manna on the ground every day. I was living in a wilderness. I didn't have any sustenance, but God gave me what I needed. And there are those of us, maybe we weren't in the literal wilderness, but we've been in the figurative wilderness. I didn't have nothing to keep me going. I didn't have nothing to get me another day. But God said, I will miraculously move in your situation. And I'll give you a little manna to get you by. I'll give you what you need to go another day. God's been good, hasn't he? We've got testimonies. They are our mountains. And Israel owned all the mountains in Canaan land. They belonged to them. But somewhere, somehow over time, Israel began to lose their mountains. Israel began to lose their hold on their victory. Israel began to lose the rejoicing that was in their hearts. And their enemies began to encroach upon them little by little by little. I'm going to tell you today, we better make sure we keep this kind of atmosphere in this church. And we better make sure we keep this kind of rejoicing in our hearts. Because if we get to acting like everybody else, we'll be like everybody else. But if we'll keep lifting God up and keeping Him first and recognizing where He's brought us from, maybe this won't happen to us. But it's a group of people that cease to be thankful. It's a group of people that cease to recognize where God has brought them from. It's people that can't see the goodness of God because they're focused on everything else out in the world that's going wrong. It's time for you to get your eyes off of that and get your eyes on Jesus. I talked about it in Sunday school this morning, but let me say it here. We don't need any negative people in this church. Come on, somebody, help me preach right now. I am not blind. I am not deaf. I am not dumb. I know what's going on in this world. I see what's happening in this world. I know where we're at right now. I know things aren't in the best situation we've ever had them. I see all of that. But in the middle of that, I see a good God. In the middle of that, I see a faithful God. In the middle of that, I see a God who is bigger than all your problems. Hallelujah. In the middle of that, I see a will in the middle of a will. <laughs> in the middle of that, I see a God who says, whatever your enemy brought into your life, I can bring something greater. 
Y'all sit down let me preach. Quit getting excited. I told y'all I'd preach like a house on fire this morning. I feel the Lord in here. We better make sure we hold on to the mountain. Don't quit this. Let's not get so sophisticated we lose this. Let's not get to the point we think we have to have church in some form or fashion and we lose who we are. Their things need to be decent. They need to be in order. If it gets undecent, if it gets out of order, I'll get up and get it in order. But until then, somebody ought to clap. Somebody ought to shout. Somebody ought to praise. Somebody ought to lift their voice. Israel lost their shout. Israel lost their thanksgiving. And Israel began to lose their mountains. Because here comes the enemy. Because the enemy don't come all at one time, typically. The enemy just begins to push a little bit. Give me a little bit of ground. Give me a little bit. You give me an inch, eventually I'll take a mile. And, and if we don't stand up to some things, you may think you're, 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 you're uh, getting a little bit of tolerance for something. Uh, just a little bit of compromise here will allow me to keep some peace in whatever this is. But over time, you're going to find you're going to lose more. And you're going to lose more. And you're going to lose more. We need to quit making deals with our enemies. We need to quit making deals with the enemy. We need to quit making deals in our heads, thinking, well, I'm just going to give a little bit here. You need to stand up and be who you are. If you will be what God has called you to be, God will be for you. God will be for you. This is the danger of a slow fade. It's that many times when you give just a little bit, you don't realize how much ground you're really losing. Uh, Anybody in here uh, like to do yard work? We got like two, three, four. Any of you normal people like me, you hate that stuff. I do not have a garden. My, my grandfather-in-law, Brother Spears, has a garden. He loves his garden. He, I think he loves that garden more than he loves grandkids. He's all the time out taking care of tending that garden. And buddy, he's going to do it right. And, and that is his baby. And, and, and he takes care of that garden. But... Uh, you try. You give me a garden, you're going to get maybe the first year's harvest off of it, and then it's going to go crazy. I'm just not my gifting, okay? <laughs> it is not my gifting. And, and so I've learned this because of who I am. If I just go a little while and say, you know what, um, I, I'll get those weeds later. It's just one, it's just one little weed. I, I'm wearing, I, I come home from church, I, I, I look in the, in the, uh, flower beds, thank you. I don't even know what you call those things. <laughs> I look in the flower beds, I see a weed, and I say, you know what, I'm wearing my dress clothes, and, and I, I don't want to get in there and get my, my nice shoes all muddy. I'll get that later. And, and then I come out the house, and, and you know what, I'm trying to hurry to get to town, and I'll get that later. And It's just one weed, and before you know it, one weed is two, and two is three, and, and before you know it, what was little becomes this great big old uh, uh, foundation of weeds that you've got to deal with and we all know how that stuff goes and and it's just something that happens little by little and and you think all it's going to take you know what I'll get out there in, in, in a week or so and it'll just take me doing a little bit of work and then everything will be fine again but before you know it it's gotten away from you and that's what happened to Israel they thought you know what that that 
that enemy keeps getting a little bit closer to our boundary line. And that enemy gets a little, getting a little bit close to my mountain. But here in a few weeks or so, I'll go out there and I'll run them off. And I'll tell them this belongs to me. You can't have it. And, and, uh, and I'll push them back again. And, and everything will be all right. But you get busy and life happens. And, and before you know it, you look up one day. They're building houses on your mountain. And, and they're, in, they're occupying your mountain. And, and they're claiming that, that your mountain now belongs to them. And there are people probably in this room today who you had some mountains, you've had some victories, some things God has done. You shouted about them in the past. You celebrated them. Oh, God brought me out and God's done this. And, and God has renewed my spirit. And, and, you've, and you've given God thanksgiving for what he's done in the past. And yet somewhere along the way, something began to happen. And the victory you used to have, you look up one day and you say, I don't have that victory anymore. The thing that I had victory over, for some reason now, uh, it's in the enemy's possession. And I don't, I don't have it under my authority anymore. Now the enemy has it under their authority. And things that God broke in your life, things that God delivered you from and brought you out of, for some reason now you look up and you're surrounded again by those same things. You've been losing ground and you didn't even know it. But I came to preach to you today and I came to tell you something. God looked at Israel. He, said, he looked at the mountains. He said, I see the situation you're in. I know what you're dealing with right now. I know that the mountains that you used to have under your control, those mountains have gotten away from you. And the things that you claimed victory over at one time, they're now claiming victory over you. The mountain that was yours to stand on is trying to stand on you. But God said, let me just tell you, Ezekiel, I want you to go speak to my people. Go talk to my church, Ezekiel. And you tell them. And I want you to uh, not just tell the church, but I want you to look at the mountains, Ezekiel. Y'all remember Ezekiel prophesying to dry bones in a valley? You remember him uh, prophesying to the wind and prophesying uh, that, that, that God was going to raise up a mighty army. And, and, and he said, Ezekiel, if you can do that, you can do this. I, I want you to go talk to some mountains now. Uh, Israel's going to hear this, but I, want, I don't want you to address Israel. And I don't want Israel to address the mountain. I want you to address the mountain, Ezekiel, because I'm going to speak through you. Hey, mountains, I've come to tell you something. Mountains, I need you to listen up just a little bit. What is he going to say? What has he got to say to us? Here we are. We have taken back what was ours. No mountain. I've come to tell you something. God has a word for you. Hear the word of the Lord. Because you have said, aha. Verse 2 of Ezekiel 36. Because thou hast said, aha. Their ancient high places. Even the enemy has said against you. Even the ancient high places are ours in possession. In other words, what was yours? We took. Because the enemy has said, we took what belonged to the people of God. Therefore prophesy and say, thus saith the Lord God. Because they made you desolate and swallowed you up on every side. That you might be a possession unto the residue of the heathen. And you are taken up in the lips of talkers. And are an infamy of the people. It's, a, it's an embarrassment. It is an, it is an embarrassment. That the things we were delivered from. Are the things that have gotten victory over us now. He said because all of this has happened. Because. Therefore, you mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord God. 
Thus saith the Lord God to mountains, hills, rivers, valleys, desolate places, to the cities that are forsaken, which became a prey and a derision. You've been laughing at them. You've been laughing at my people. Uh, the resi- it's a derision to the residue of the heathen that are round about. Those, those enemies that are still left that, that come around every once in a while. I've been laughing at my people. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, surely in the fire of my jealousy have I spoken against the residue of the heathen and against all Edomia, which have appointed my land into their possession with the joy of all their heart, with despiteful minds to cast it out for a prey. Prophesy, therefore, concerning the land of Israel, and say unto the mountains, say to the hills, the rivers, the valleys, thus saith the Lord God. Behold, I have spoken in my jealousy and in my fury because you have borne the shame of the heathen. I am tired of my people having to bear the shame of the heathen. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, I've lifted up my hand. Surely the heathen that are about you, they shall bear their shame. God said, you get ready because I'm about to bring it back on them. But you, O mountains of Israel, you shall shoot forth your branches. The enemies had you long enough. You got the upper hand on my people. And that things that they used to have have now got them. But I've come to tell you, I'm going to put their feet back on top. And you're going to have tender branches shoot forth. Somebody begin to praise God with me right now. Once again, you're going to yield your fruit to my people of Israel. For they are at hand to come. For behold, I am for you, and I will turn to you, and you shall be tilled, you shall be sown, and I will multiply men upon you, all the house of Israel, even all of it, and the city shall be inhabited, and the waste shall be builded. God said, I'm getting ready to give it back to Israel. Hallelujah. 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 God said, I'm getting ready to give it back to Israel. What you have lost, I've come to give it back. I want you to speak to the mountain and tell him, mountain, you're coming back. So, so, this is what I've come to preach today. This is what the Lord put in my heart. God said, I have a word that needs to go out to the mountain." I've I've come to declare victory again. And the people that used to have victory over something in their life and they don't have victory over it now, I'm tired of it and I've come to tell them it's yours if you want it. It's yours if you want it. I'm tired of feeling cold in my spirit. Well, you can have victory if you want it. I'm tired of feeling beat up every day, feeling like the devil's got my back against the wall and I don't have anywhere to go, anywhere to turn. Well, you can have victory if you want it. God came today to speak to some mountains and God said, I've got mountains for you and I'll put your feet on them again. I'll let you walk on them again. I know they got away from you, but I've come to tell you, I want you to have them back and everything that the enemy has stolen, God wants you to take it back. Somebody needs to shout, I'm Yanking it back. Come on, stand to your feet and shout right now. Would you do it? I'm going to lose my mind this morning. He said, listen to this. I will multiply upon you man and beast. And they shall increase and bring fruit. And I will settle you 
after your old estates. I'm going to make it once again like it used to be. But I'm not just going to get you to the point like it used to be. He said, and I will even do better unto you than at your beginnings. And you shall know that I am the Lord. He said, I want to bring it back. I want to give it to you after the oldest state. You're getting ready. Somebody hear this pastor right now. You are getting ready to feel the presence of God like you used to feel the presence of God. I know some of you have been doing this, but some of you haven't. You're getting ready to feel the presence of God like you used to feel the presence of God. And you're getting ready... To have the hand of God on you like you used to have the hand of God on you. But not just like you used to have it. He said, I'm going to even make it better. You thought it was good back then. And you've been living as a derision now. But you thought it was good. You ain't seen nothing yet. It's going to be even better than it was at the beginning. Yea, I will cause men to walk upon you. Even my people Israel. And they shall possess thee. And thou shalt be their inheritance. And no more will you derive them of their children. He said you mountains crept up. And you started taking things from their kids. That should have belonged to them. Their inheritance. The inheritance of the Lord. The joy. The peace. The, 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 the power of walking in the Holy Ghost. The things that you've been taking from their children. God said, I'm tired of it. And I refuse to allow it to go on any longer. So I'm done preaching today. I just have one question. All I need in this room today. I don't need 120 people to do anything. I need one person who says, I want my mountain back. I want my mountain back. I am tired of looking at that mountain that used to belong to me. God delivered me from cigarettes years ago. And now cigarettes have gotten a hold of me. I'm tired of looking at it. God delivered me from this years ago. And now every day I get up and I have to look at I am tired of it. And I'm going to go plant something on that mountain. I'm tired of looking at my enemies on there. I'm tired of looking at everything else on there. I'm getting ready to put something. God's going to retill it. And God's going to re-sow it. In this room today, whatever you've been afraid to put your foot on. If you let, let me explain it to you like this. I ride horses and mules and stuff. And if you're riding one all the time, if you're riding it every day, you go out and saddle that horse and, and you put that saddle on it and, and you get on it and, and you ride off, it rides good. The next day when you come out, you're not too worried to get back on that horse. That horse, you know that horse is going to be obedient to you. That horse knows its place. And so the next day you get out. And that's why people like to buy horses off ranches because these guys use them every day. And, and it's a using horse, they'll say. And, and you go out every day, put that saddle on, get on once again. And, and, but then there's people who put one out in the yard for about a year or two. And it becomes a pasture ornament. And it sits out in the yard. And you go and you bring that animal up and you say I'm going to saddle it and you tie it up and it starts moving all around 
and it don't want to be still. And you take that saddle, and you're trying to put that saddle on it, and you can tell he's jumpy. Let me tell you what happens. I know from experience, you're a little bit nervous when you go to get your foot in that stirrup. I don't know what's getting ready to happen. This thing could blow up under me, and they do. I have a friend. He said, I haven't ridden in, in a whole year. The one I was at his church dedication, we're supposed to go ride. He said, I, I haven't ridden in a single year. I haven't ridden. He said, I got on my animals the other day to see how they do. He said, I almost, he said, I had traffic stopped. We were out in the road. I was trying to, we were having a rodeo. <laughs> you know why? He hadn't been consistent in putting his foot in that stirrup. And so what happens is we get nervous when it's time to get on there. And some of you in this room today, you've been real nervous to put your foot back down on things God gave you years ago. Because you're not quite sure how much authority you have over that thing anymore. And you say, I'm a little bit nervous that if I try to put my foot down on it, it may get away from me. I came to tell you today, God said, go ahead and get your foot ready. I've come to give it back to you. It is yours. It belongs to you. So whatever it is that's been getting away from you, if you're ready to put it back under your feet, I want you to step out. I want you to come to the front of this church. I want you to walk all over it. I want you to shout on it. I want you to dance on it. I want you to give God the praise on it. Because it doesn't belong to the enemy. It belongs to you. It belongs to you. It belongs to you. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice and claim your victory right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, somebody, claim it today. Walk on it today. Step on it today. Put it under your feet today. <laughs>